Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. You are with Tracy Mack. Now, when uh, we organised for my next guest to come in yesterday, we we're only going to be talking about the Optus data breach. However, as we are aware, overnight, Medibank Private has become the latest subject of hackers. And uh, the hackers have stolen sensitive health information from the systems that hold the records of about 1 million customers. Now, to be honest, they're looking at about 200 gigabytes of customers' personal data. It includes their policy information, their first names, last names, their dates of births, as well as some of the claims data, their Medicare numbers, and of course, your health records. So every time you've claimed for something and you have put it into your claims process, it's there. So this has really gone from being a, uh, a chat about Optus and pre- protecting your uh, your personal information to uh, even more integral, you know, and more important than ever, ever before. Joining me in the studio now, uh, Kieran Ling from Dine IT. Good morning. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? Good, thank you. And uh, Brad Burgoyne, who is uh, part of the Newcastle Live family. Hello. Morning, Tracy. How are you both? You good? good? I can't believe you've been out for coffee and neither of you brought one in. <laughs> Not nice, not nice. What am I going to do about it? No coffees in the studio. No coffees. Now, um, as, as I mentioned, Kieran, when we first uh, started this conversation, it was all around the, the Optus hack and um, the fact that, you know, we need to protect our data. How do we do it? And, uh, and of course, in a moment, I'll talk to Brad about his own personal experience with, with something not Optus. Um, but, of course, now this Medibank one yeah. that has exploded this morning, it's a really concerning time. Absolutely. It's a change in the dynamics from the Optus hack. Uh, the Optus hack, as you know, is more about financial records and you know, identity theft, where this has now turned into more medical information. And how do you secure that medical information is, is quite concerning, especially when it's you know, Australia's largest uh, private health fund. It's really concerning. Are either of you with Medibank? Thankfully not. I am. I am. I got the email yesterday, um, probably before it hit the news. Oh, you're at great help. Thank you for that one. Bloody hell, what do you do when you've got your own staff don't tell you things? Jeez. Um, how do you feel about it then, Brad? Uh, I think, you know, same, what, what can you do? It's almost at this point where it's like you you pay these money, your money to the companies to, and you expect them to look after you, but, you you know, what's the, it's done now. It cats yeah. out of, you know, cats out of the bag. I can't go and go, well, I'm, I'm going to go change to Boopa because all my information's no. out there anyway. You're mm. almost you're almost stuck and you just got to keep a, an eye on everything mm. that you've got attached to every account because you don't know yeah. what can just pop up out of nowhere. And it is quite concerning. You know, I mean, um, yeah, I pay $600 a month for my private health because, uh, you know, I, I've classed as a family because it's myself and my daughter. Um, $600 a month to be paid to uh, to somebody to not have your data secure, Kieran, is uh, not a great feeling, is it? Absolutely. That $600 a month is uh, what a lot of our companies, small businesses would pay to their IT um, to keep that data secure. And you're looking at, again, Australia's largest provider. And yeah, they've had this massive, massive hack. So I guess for them, it's a time to review all their IT systems and not just that for every every large business mm. around Australia. Oh, absolutely. It's a warning. And if mm. Optus wasn't a shot across the bow, then this one certainly is. Absolutely. So as as individuals, yes. how can we protect ourselves and how can we make sure that our data is where we know wherever we've got it? How do we make sure our data is secure? Absolutely. So a lot of the 
hacks and everything like that comes from social engineering and basic phishing, okay? The best things you can do is be aware of what you're receiving in text messages, phone calls, and I guess be doubtful before you start trusting people um, who you haven't met before. So if you do get those messages with the links, especially uh, with the calls saying they've got personal information on you already, hang up and call the company directly using mm. their main number, which you can find on, on Google. That's the main thing, isn't it? Don't I, I, the, the way this all came about, the conversation that we're having now, is that uh, I got a phone message and I was telling Brad about it. Um, I got a phone message saying, hi, this is your internet provider. We've uh, we've cut off your internet because of a breach. You need to contact us immediately. Well, no, I know for a fact that my internet company, whenever they communicate with me, say their name. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's some basic things, isn't there, that uh, that you need to be, that, that you can just be aware of, very, very basic things to protect yourself. Correct, absolutely. And some things when you're talking about accounts is always set up your two-factor authentication. That is extremely important to do. Um, utilize your local IT companies as well. Don't mm. be afraid to give them a call and ask them about what you've received or what phone call you had. 99% of the time, they'll give you that advice over the phone and let you know that you know, seems suspicious to them and they deal with this day in, day out. Mm. So utilize your local IT companies for any support that you may need. Uh, and just be super, super cautious on what you're clicking on and what you're actually doing on the phone and the computers. Everywhere, isn't it? What about passwords? Now, yes. I, I know that, uh, as you say, it's, it's social engineering. It's, it's these guys, uh, they sit there with these mega computers and, uh, and work out all of these different ways in. It's, is it a case that you need to remind yourself to change your password? You know, I, don't think, I don't think I've changed passwords for a significant amount of time. Um, how often should we be changing passwords and how difficult should they be? Yeah, so the recommendation is every 90 days you should be looking to change wow, your password. Wow, I'm in trouble. The, the problem is, though, people use the same password across multiple platforms. And all it takes is for one of those platforms to get compromised, which means your password's leaked and your email address. So what do they then do? They try your Facebook, your Instagram, and all those other standard accounts. And if you've got the same password, same email address, boom, they're in. Mm. And that's where your two-factor authentication comes in handy. Um, use utilize password apps. There's some very handy, you know, LastPass, sticky passwords, things that you can pay for, and there are some free ones out there too, where you can generate random passwords, and then you can also use that app as a master account to hold all those passwords mm. instead of saving them on your desktop, on your computer, or in the notes on your phone, which again yeah. can be quite concerning. Can, and it can be compromised, can't it? Absolutely. You know, the, the minute that they uh, that they get into your system. I had uh, many, many years ago, I had somebody get into to my work system and uh, it was, they obviously had been in there for quite a while and the only time that we worked out that they were there was when files started missing, they started disappearing. And um, that was obviously them going, well, we've got all the information we need from you, we're, do we're now going to start playing with you. Um, and it's really, it, it's such a, a feeling of a breach of your, your privacy. And I can only imagine how these, these customers at Optus and at, at Medibank must be feeling now. Absolutely. It's the stress that goes along with it. Um, I was listening to a lady this morning who was saying they've received, they haven't received the email from Optus to say their driver's license has been leaked yet, but they've gone to try and change it. And unfortunately, Service New South Wales has said not until you receive the email stating that you have had that compromised or been leaked. Um, so it, it, it's very stressful, especially for the elderly generation who aren't, you know, as tech savvy as, as the younger generation. So again, that's where it comes into. Utilise your IT company and they'll, they'll help you and guide you through all this as well. 
Brad, um, you were talking to me about uh, a, a very simple breach that you had on, on your PlayStation. What happened there? Yeah, well, um, I I will admit um, I had my PlayStation password has been the exact same password um, since 2000 and maybe 12. And then on top of that, my password consisted of the word password. Um, Please tell me you didn't have one, two, three as well. It had a capital P at the front um, Mm. and then a couple of numbers on the back end. So um, I thought I was pretty secure. Who would have Mm. thought a capital P at the start of a word? Uh, But these hackers, they got me. They got Mm. me good. And uh, so I was just sitting there on my emails at about 10.30 at night and I got a notification that, thank you for your purchase on PlayStation. I'm like, oh, that's a little weird i you know I, I have some subscriptions set up maybe one of the subscriptions come out jumped in and had a look and it was a subscription for something that i would have never ever touched and then uh i had a look at it and, uh, and fair enough it's come out of my account as well mm-hmm. so forty dollars come out of my account wow. and then straight away uh i then get another email saying a two-factor authentication had been set up mm. and i'm like Oh, oh no, something's happening here. And by the time I turned on my PlayStation to go and reset my password, um, I got another email saying your email address has now been changed. (gasps) So it all come through really quickly. From the first moment a payment had come out, I was just sitting there confused. And then within about three minutes to five minutes later, Mm. I realised that my whole account had been taken over. So I was very stressed. I was very concerned, not only uh, about the $40, uh, but about my, you know, 10, 15 years of trophies and statistics (laughs) and everything that I built Mm -hmm. up on it. Um, Luckily enough, you know, I couldn't get online for their online support overnight. Um, I don't know if it was just, you know, inundated with support, Mm -hmm. but I called up and within 15 minutes, PlayStation had gone in, removed all my cards from... identified me over the phone, Mm. removed all my payment methods from my account, reset my email address back to me, reset my password so I can go in there and change it. I changed it while they were on the phone to Mm -hmm. me. And then they said, now get your two-factor authentication set up. So I set that all up. You know, I was off the phone 15 minutes and I had everything fine. I've been monitoring my account since and... It looks like that's the only thing, you know, they had my payment methods set in PlayStation mm. and they were able to press a button and just make a make and make a purchase. Yeah. Um, so now I've set it up so you need a password every single time you mean to make a purchase. Mm. I've just done a few more steps that I never really bothered too much with because I've never been exposed, mm. I guess, in this way. I've never been hacked like this before. So, yeah. It's really confronting, isn't it? Especially when you go, oh, my God, they have my bank details. Yeah, it was been yeah very scary. I guess mm. looking at you know m- making sure I monitor my my bank account. The first you know even just as simple as mm. the first time I got paid uh, this week, mm. I was like, okay, now I've got to make sure I you know transfer the mm. money out of there just in case something comes out while it's still compromised and yeah. I'm in process of getting it fixed and everything like that. But I'm just keeping an eye on it, right? Mm. So that's the that's the key, isn't it? To keep an eye on on the things that come through and be aware of what's uh, those emails, as you said, the warnings that came through. Yeah, well, I actually just uh, I recently changed bank to Commonwealth and Mm. I realised that on their app it gives you a notification on every single 
deposit and it transaction. Does. Yep. Um, which makes me feel guilty every time I go and buy that $4.50 coffee and yeah, I get because the it notification. Comes up, yeah. But um, I think that's been really good, you know, that extra peace of mind that I just get that little bit of – as soon as it, something happens, I know about it. Mm. Oh, look, I must admit I've been a Commonwealth customer for a long, long time and I use that as well yeah. every every single time. Now, I've just had a, an interesting uh, question come through, Kieran. Um but how can we ensure that companies don't give our data out? Just changing passwords after the event won't do anything. It's all about big companies that hold our data over which we have no control. That is the big question, isn't it? That it's up to them to control and look after our data. And when they don't have the proper security and the processes in place, we get exposed. Absolutely, it is. And I think there'll be a lot of review into this from the government agencies, um, especially around the Optus hack uh, and today's Medibank hack in how they're securing their systems and what are the default sort of uh, policies and guidelines they should follow. And I think before this Optus hack, it's been very, uh, I guess you could say, unregulated and unmonitored. Uh, my understanding is the Optus hack was a, quite a simple hack and not very sophisticated at all. So it is very, very concerning. And unfortunately, you're handing over that information. There's not much you can do as a person to to uh, you know try and lock that down. It is up to the company... So I guess choosing a reputable company isn't always it's not the always, right choice. No. And that, you know, that, that's the thing. You're basically handing over your firstborn with some of the information that you've got online these days. And, uh, you know, we trust Services New South Wales. We trust our bank provider, you know, our Facebook pages. You know, the same. I've set up, you know, it annoys me. It drives me up the wall because when I shut down my computer, when I walk out of here, I've got to then go back into Facebook and I've got to get, do the two-step authentication. But I'd rather do that than lose my Facebook page. Absolutely, especially with a company like Facebook. It is very hard to get in contact with their support mm -hmm. team. So if you do lose access to your account, getting in touch with their support is extremely difficult. It's almost easier just starting fresh mm -hmm. and re-adding all your friends and telling them not to answer any messages from that old profile. Um, part of Facebook's policy is you need to log in to lodge a support ticket. How are you meant to log in if you don't have access to your account? It's very funny. I had a friend who, uh, she was standing for parliament and uh, she had an enormous Facebook page. She had something like thirty or 40,000 people on there and it got hacked. It got taken over by a Vietnamese company selling jumpers. Um, the way that we were able to get it back was because I was an administrator of that page. So yep. I was still able to get in. They hadn't removed me. They'd removed her, but they hadn't removed me. So I was able to get in there, take images of everything, get it straight through to Facebook. And um, I must admit they were good. It took us two weeks to get it back and we'd lost half of the, the likes on there because all of a sudden you're getting all of these Vietnamese jumpers. Absolutely. Um, but if you do, as you said, if you do have these processes in place, these backups and these redundancies... Fingers crossed you can do something about it. Where can we go? So if, if we do want to know information about, um, you know, how do you how do we protect ourselves? What's the most important thing from a financial perspective, from any other perspective? Where can we go to get more information and where can we go to, to read about all of this? Absolutely. So uh, you can follow our blog. Uh, today we'll be uploading a process you can follow, which is a four-step process, and that will secure your credit profile. Uh, with the Optus hack, if somebody's trying to take out you know, any credit or trying to access your credit report, you can put a lock on that in four easy steps. Mm. So monitor our, our blog um, or your local IT company's blog and also utilise the sort of tech uh, sections on ABC News, etc. Mm. Uh, you can find our blog at dyn, which is dyn-it.com. 
Newcastle Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.